Amen. Thank you so much for being here. It's wonderful to see you all, wonderful to be here together with you and to be with you online. We're so very thankful for our visitors in person and for those who are joining us online. We want you to know that we're always here for you. And so if you're online, reach out to us at any time. If you're in need uh, here in person at any time, we want you to know that the Bullard Church of Christ cares about you and we're always here for you. We start a new series this week. We're going to do a short series on how to become a Christian. How do I become a Christian? What do I need to understand? What do I need to know? What happens? What's the process? What, what is this all about? And so we'll take about four weeks to walk through that, and I hope that it's helpful uh, to you as we think along these lines. You, you ever played the telephone game? Remember the telephone game where you line up and someone starts off with something to say and they whisper it in the other person's ear and the next person whispers it in their ear and it goes on down to the end, the last person. So someone might start off by saying, two tiny toads ate fat flying flies. And then they whisper it and of course they immediately can't remember what they just heard and they repeat it. And so by the time it gets to the last person and everybody waits to hear, okay, what, what is it? What is the statement? What is the sentence? And someone says, two toads ate Freddy's face. And no one knows, well, what does that mean? Why would we say that? And then the teacher reveals, no, this was the original statement. We've all played that game, and probably no one's ever gotten that right. I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of that game. But, we ha- but it, what it highlights to us is that we need to be careful how we hear, right? We need to be careful what we listen to. And, and so hearing is important in playing a child's game, and that's the point of that game. And sometimes you hear it called the gossip game because it shows how that changes and how we say things about others and that sort of thing. But it's highlighting the subject of hearing. And and so today we're going to talk about hearing and believing because those are two important parts, two fundamental parts of the process or steps as we often call them in becoming a Christian, hearing and believing. When it it comes to becoming a Christian, what we hear and believe has everything to do with it. That's where it starts. If you want to be a, a Christian in the New Testament church, You need to believe what they believed back then in the New Testament church. Well, how are you going to believe what they believed back then? Well, you have to hear what they heard back then in order to believe it. Well, why is that? Because our beliefs are very much so informed, shaped by what we hear, what we listen to. And and based on what we hear, we make decisions about what we believe. And so when it comes to becoming a Christian, what we need to do, what we don't always do, what we need to do is go to the source, the Word of God, to see what God has to say about that subject, how to become a Christian, and hear His words. Then we need to make a decision on what we're going to believe. So as I said, there's a few steps As we often call them, we're going to talk about the process of becoming a Christian uh, and look at each of those in this series. So we're going to start by looking at hearing and believing and what it is that we need to hear in order to become a Christian because what we hear shapes our belief. Now, one of the 
perhaps best scriptures to start off looking at in, in this subject is Acts chapter 2. So turn with me there to Acts chapter 2. And we're going to look at some different passages and just walk through them and highlight uh, in Acts some different places where we see hearing and believing. Because what I want you to see in, in this series is I want you to see what God's Word says. Because when you know what God's Word says, you know what it doesn't say. And so if you hear something else, then you know you've seen what the Word of God says. Now again, there's more we could study in each of these when it comes to hearing, believing, and on. So we can't exhaust each one of those. I hope that it will help inform you, but I also hope that it will help drive you further into the study of Scripture to study how is it I become a Christian. Let me look at other passages. Where else does it talk about this in the Bible? So let's look at Acts chapter 2 and start in verse number 14. And what we see in verse number 14 is that the 12 apostles, that the 12 apostles uh, were at a Jewish festival called Pentecost. And on our next slide, and Peter stood up and he began preaching to these Jews who were, had come gathered there for the festival of Pentecost from all over the world. They were all Jews. But they uh, were from all over the world. And Peter stood up to preach to this crowd of thousands of people. Now look at verse number 22 in Acts chapter 2. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to uh, the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up. And then Peter went on to preach further about Jesus. Now drop down to verse number 36 of chapter 2. And Peter said, Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him the one you crucified, both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. God made him both Lord and Christ. Now look at verse 37, and here's, here's where we want to get to. Now when they, the crowd of thousands of Jewish people from all over the world, when they did what? When they heard this, when they heard that news about Jesus, what was their response? Do you see it there in verse 37? The Bible says they were cut to their heart. It cut them to their deepest part of them. It cut them to the core. It cut them to their heart. Their hearts were broken when they heard the news, the, the, the message of what, who Jesus was, what they had done, and, and who he really was and being the Messiah, the Savior that God sent. So when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Now, did you catch that? That they heard. So what is it that they heard? They heard something. And when they heard that something, they not only just said, Well, that's interesting. It elicited such a response in them that it cut them to their heart. And they said, I can't go on with life as usual after hearing this. Life must be different. I have to do something in response to what I've just heard. And so they asked, what do we need to do? 
Now, in verse 37, remember, is a summary of all that uh, Peter had said to them, which is what they heard and responded to, that God has made Jesus, this Jesus both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. That's the message they heard. That's the gospel message, or that's the good news message. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. And now, why did that news matter to those folks, to those Jews? Well, it's because the Jews, following the Old Testament, and they would have known the Old Testament well, they knew that God had promised a Savior, a Messiah, from the Old Testament. They knew that. It was in the Old Testament. And they were waiting for that Messiah to come. And so they had not believed that Jesus was that Messiah sent from God until they heard Peter preach on that that morning. And then it clicked for them. It convicted them. They believed that message. And so they had not believed that this carpenter's boy from Nazareth uh, who was he? And, and, and he was nobody of any stature or prominence. They were waiting for a powerful, uh, dominant ruler, who, a political, uh, military figure who would rule them and be powerful and, and all of that, this earthly charisma and power and, 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 and dominance and all that. that. That's what they were waiting for. And that's not who Jesus was. He didn't come across like that. In fact, he rode in on a donkey. That's not too impressive. And they wanted to be impressed, but they heard about who Jesus was. They heard the good news of Jesus, and they heard even that it was their own people, because of their disbelief, who put him on the cross, and they were convicted. So when they understood that, that Jesus was in fact the Savior from God, the Messiah, and that God had raised him from the dead, and now he was back with God, when they heard that, they couldn't move on as, with life as usual. And they said, what shall we do? And Peter then tells them, here's what you need to do if you believe this message that you hear. And in verse 38, he says, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, we're going to get to that part more later in the series, and we'll mention something about that a little later. But let's turn to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, and look at verses 1 through 4, another example. That's what I want you to see is some different examples about hearing and believing, and then, and then what we learn from that. So Acts chapter 4, starting in verse number 1. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they, attest, they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. Verse 4, look at verse 4. But many of those who had what? Heard the word, did what? Believed. Do you see that? Many of them who heard the word believed. And a, the number of, men, of the men came to about 5,000 out of that time together. So this is after Acts chapter 2 when 3,000 were baptized. This is in Acts chapter 4. Another 5,000 came to believe after they heard the word, the gospel of Jesus, and they believed. And then what did the people hear? Look back at verse number 2. They were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Now what's, what's the resurrection of the dead mean? 
It's talking about salvation in Jesus. Now, remember what we learned in, in Bible class when we were little about the Sadducees? Did they believe in the resurrection? They didn't believe in the resurrection. And what do we say, what do we say to kids to help them remember? See, that's why they were sad, you see, because they didn't believe in the resurrection. And so they were annoyed that the apostles would be teaching about Jesus being resurrected and him bringing the resurrection, which meaning salvation once we die, eternal life in him. They didn't like that. So they had Peter and John arrested, uh, but... They also knew that this message was revolutionary, and they didn't want this message out because they were the elites. They were the ones who sat on top of the religious mountain and had the influence and all of that. They didn't want some other message, especially one about Jesus whom they didn't believe in, getting out. So in verse 7 of Acts chapter 4, the religious leaders have Paul and John brought to them, and they ask, by what power or name did you do this? See, because earlier in chapter 3, they had just healed a lame man. They healed him, and he could walk. And so in verse 10, Peter answers, It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. So they healed a lame man, and then they were teaching about Jesus and eternal life in Christ, and thousands were believing what they heard, and the religious rulers did not like that at all. And then in verse 12 of Acts chapter 4, this is important because we're talking about what you hear and believe. Look at verse number 12. Salvation, Peter says, is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. That's important to understand. That's really important. I saw a a, a recent study that said that uh, some 70% of people who claim Christianity now, and that's used in the most broad term, believe that there are multiple ways to God, whatever you call God. Now, that's pretty disturbing, isn't it? That's a big deal if that is anywhere near accurate. That any route will get you there, wherever there is, this eternal life, this heaven, or to be with God or your God, whatever you define that to be. That's really disturbing. But Peter is saying this, and we have it in God's Word, that there's only one way to heaven. There's only one person who can save us, and that is Jesus. So again, we're talking about hearing and believing. You have to decide what you're going to believe. You're going to hear all kinds of things. And especially as you go off to college, the older you get, you're going to hear more and more diverse types of things. And you, have, you are responsible yourself for deciding what it is you're going to believe. Okay? So uh, this is a good example for us to to look at, uh, but I want to show you another one. Look at Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 8, this is one about a magician. Did you know that there was a magician in the Bible? Did you all know that, kids? There was a magician, and the people were following him, Simon the sorcerer we sometimes call him, but he did magic. I don't know if it was card tricks or making an elephant disappear. I don't know what all he did, but he was doing some kind of magic. And look at verse number 9. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. Well, that's kind of interesting, promoting himself. That sounds 
like that goes with the territory, doesn't it? Verse number 10, they all paid attention to him from the uh, least to the greatest, saying, this man is the power of God that is called great. Well, he had some nice status there in town, didn't he? He could probably walk in to a restaurant and eat for free. He had a good following. He had a lot of likes. He was always trending with his latest magic trick. But look at verse number 11. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. So I think that's an interesting story because it reminds us that we're going to come across all kinds of people who believe all kinds of things, who do all kinds of things. But the gospel is for all people. And let's see how that plays out. So, but notice what drew people to Simon? What was it that caused them to follow him and call him the great, great power of God? It was the magic that he did, right? He was actually doing magic tricks, and that is what drew them to him. They were amazed by his magic. But look at verse number 12. But when they believed Philip as he preached good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Verse 13, even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. Now he later, there's more about him you can read, but what is the difference you know, notice between what people, how people responded to Philip and how they responded to Simon, the sorcerer? Well, they responded to Simon because he did magic tricks. They responded to Philip, how? based on what they heard, the message of Jesus. That's what convinced them. They heard the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. So also notice, just like we looked at in Acts chapter 2, when they heard and believed, they were baptized. It was that simple. It was that clear. There was no other uh, uh, discussion and what about and what ifs and yeah buts. It's just what they did when they heard and believed. And again, we'll talk more about that in the third week of, about baptism. Now I want to show you something else. Look in Acts chapter 17. In Acts chapter 17, Paul was in the city of Athens. And he saw this city was full of idols. They worshipped all kinds of false gods. They had all kinds of different beliefs. But this is really interesting. Paul decides to go into the synagogue and into the marketplace every day to talk to them about Jesus. These are people who believed all kinds of things. And so he, he decides he's going to go talk to them about Jesus. Do you know what they said about him? you know what they called him? They said he was a babbler and a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching about Jesus and the resurrection. And those listening to Paul asked in verse 19 of, of Acts 17, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? For you bring some strange things to our ears. They were hearing some strange things. This was news to them. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. They thought it was strange. They thought it was odd. They thought he was a babbler, but they wanted to hear more about this. So in verse 21, now all the Athenians and foreigners who lived there, listen to this, would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. Do you know people like that? I remember being at ACU in the Bible department, and people did that. <laughs> they start learning stuff, and uh, they think, you know, you think you're really smart. You think you've learned, you learned something, so you think you really know a lot. And so what it became was 
How can we be so vague and abstract and think of the most complicated, complex thing and just blow your mind? And so people just, that was, that was a thing. If you can just say something that p- leaves people saying, whoa. If you can just amaze them with thought. And what's the newest way to say a thing and the newest thought to think? And I saw that quite a bit. And they never go anywhere with that. They never land anywhere. It's just, what's the newest thing to think and the newest the newest thing to say. What, what can, how can we wow one another with our deep, abstract, complex, educated thoughts? And so that is what these people were doing there. They, they, they weren't growing in their beliefs. They were simply hearing the latest, newest, trending thought. And so what happens when you do that in your own life? You never make a decision about what you believe. You never land on a belief because you're just floating out in the ocean. Oh, is this what we're thinking now? Oh, is this the current thought now? Oh, is this what's the common thought? Is this what's commonly accepted? Is this the socially accepted thing? Is this the new thing? Okay, then I guess that's what I believe because that's what I keep hearing and seeing. And that's, that's, that's what Paul was addressing here. These people were never landing somewhere. At some point, you've got to land the plane and decide what it is you're going to believe. And so uh, that's important because you can't base your beliefs on what the latest book is, the latest blog, or the latest TikTok video says you're supposed to believe or what the newest thought is. When you do that, you don't have any of your own beliefs. You're at the mercy of whatever culture says you should believe. How are you supposed to live life that way? And yet a lot of people float through life in that way. Apollos was a guy... It's another example. Apollos was a guy who believed in Jesus. And he taught others about Jesus because he knew the scripture, the Bible says, in Acts chapter 18. He knew the scripture, but it was the Old Testament scripture. He had not yet heard about Jesus. He had heard about the baptism of John, and he had been baptized under John's, the Baptist's baptism, paving the way for Jesus. He hadn't heard yet about the baptism of Jesus. Now, what Acts, the book of Acts, does is it does a few things. One of the things it does is it shows us mainly the spread of the gospel. And so sometimes you see people like Apollos who believe that the Messiah is coming. I'm listening to John the Baptist. I'm teaching people about Jesus from the Old Testament. I just, a word hadn't gotten around to me about uh, further news than that, that there's been more developments and that there's a baptism in uh, Jesus' baptism. And so some caring folks, Priscilla and Aquila in Acts 18, heard Apollos teach, and what did they do? They called him liberal, right? And they put him out, and they, said, they, they marked him. They said, nobody should listen to you. You're a, you're, you've fallen away. Is that what they did? That's not what they did. They loved him, and they said, brother, let's, let's study the Scripture. Let's talk. And the Bible says in verse 26 that they explained to him the way of God more accurately. So what we see is that, first of all, you need to decide what it is you're going to believe. That's what we saw in, in Athens with Paul and the, and the idols, and them teach, him teaching about Jesus. You need to land the plane on your beliefs. And you form your beliefs based on what you hear, what you read, what you take in and decide to believe. Okay, And you've got to do that. You have a responsibility to do that. Secondly, we see with Apollos that sometimes you need to change your beliefs. Because what Grandma said may not be right. Maybe she was exactly right, but maybe she wasn't. I'll give you an example. 
growing up, my dad liked sweets. And I may have inherited that from him, possibly. And so what was normal was for him to get a regular bowl and to fill that regular bowl with ice cream. Now, what was normal for you might have been a small cup with a couple of scoops in there. That was not what my dad did when he ate ice cream. And somehow I picked up on that, and I think it wasn't until I was married when I realized that's not that's too much. That's, that's not normal. That's not the way, that's how you want to eat ice cream. In fact, the best way to eat ice cream is just pull the lid off and get a spoon and start eating. And the, I mean, it comes in a bowl. I, I don't know why you need to waste a bowl that you're going to have to wash. It comes in a bowl. That's not the best way, the healthiest way to eat ice cream, okay? So I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying this hard to do better. Okay, but so you got to change your beliefs sometimes when you learn better. Does that make sense? And so what you need to hear is what Scripture says, and you might realize, boy, you know what? I never paid close attention to that. I just never read that. I never understood that. You know, I always heard it differently and believed it differently, but I've never really studied that myself in Scripture. Like Apollos, you got to be willing to change your belief based based on Scripture. You need to carefully decide what it is you're going to believe. Okay, let, let's, let's wrap this up. Look back in Acts chapter 17. We find some Jewish people in the city of Berea, okay? Paul and Silas had traveled there and were teaching about Jesus in the synagogue. And verses 11 and 12 in chapter 17 tell us something important, very important about hearing and believing. Verse 11, now, when, now these Jews were more noble. They weren't Christians yet. These Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness. They were, they were excited to hear the word of God. They, but what did they do? Examining the scriptures daily to see if those things were so. And verse 12 says, many of them therefore believed. Well, How did they believe? Based on what they heard, then they took what they heard from Paul and Silas and they went to scriptures, which for them would have been Old Testament, and they examined those scriptures carefully. They didn't, this was Paul. They didn't take his word for it. They said, you might be Paul. We've heard about you, but I'm not going to believe you just because you said that and you're Paul because you might be wrong. I'm going to make sure what I'm hearing is right and what I believe is right. I'm going to go to Scripture and study for myself. And when they did that, the Bible says many of them therefore believed. See, the Jews had heard Paul and Silas explain from the Old Testament that Jesus was the Messiah. They didn't just take his word for it, and they didn't just outright reject it. You may hear something you don't like. You may hear something you don't agree with because that ain't the way you grew up hearing it. Or it's going to cause you to change further out of your comfort zone that you don't want to do. They didn't reject it outright and they didn't accept it outright. They went to Scripture to study for themselves to form their own beliefs. And that's what we want to do uh, in this series. We want to help you form your own beliefs if that's where you are and you're not a Christian, this series is for you because you're going to be able to look in Scripture yourself to see what we base these beliefs on. And then you need to decide for yourself what it is you're going to believe. And then as we'll look at what you're going to do if you believe. Okay? 
Now, some of you might say, yeah, I've been a Christian a long time. I know this stuff. Well, I want to encourage you, this series is for you too. Because you need to have this down in your mind and in your heart so that you can help others, right? So don't ever think, yeah, I've been there, done that, I know this. You can always use a refresher, no matter what it is. Because you got to have this in you to be able to share with others. And it's always good to brush up on Scripture. So you've got to decide, are you going to believe what God's Word says or what someone says God's Word says? And that's why I want to make sure we're looking at Scripture only when we talk about this. Remember, I want you to remember this, that becoming a Christian is not about following some steps that are laid out. Is there some steps or some kind of process involved in becoming a Christian? Yes. And that's what we're studying. But what it's about, and that's what we see in Scripture, is about hearing about Jesus and believing that message and saying, I've got to live my life for him. That's what I want for my life. I believe in him, and I want to live for him, and I want to be saved, and I want to be forgiven, and I want to live with him forever in heaven. That's what we want you to understand. It's not about, did I I follow some steps? Did I check the boxes right? That's not what we're about. What we want you to have is a right relationship with Christ, a saving relationship with Christ. That's what we seek to do. So if we can help you this morning in in any area of need, if we can pray for you, maybe you have questions. Maybe we can study with you further. Uh, Maybe there's another way we can serve you. If so, we invite you to come forward now as we together stand.